morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking back up with New Morning Mercy, so Tori's you can take it from here. Yes, y'all. Let's do it. Today's devotional says this. The cross of Jesus Christ stands as a beacon of hope in a world gone bad. Life, hope, forgiveness, and change really are possible. The cross doesn't stand stained with the death blood of the Messiah and the darkness of moral defeat. It is not the sad symbol of a plan gone wrong. It doesn't preach that the good gets smashed at evil's hand. It doesn't suck salvation hope out of those who would believe. The cross isn't a grand symbol of redemption's embarrassment. The cross shouldn't make you ashamed. No. It should stand at the epicenter of your boasting. Hear the words of the Apostle Paul in Galatians 6.14. But far be it for me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. In a sin-scarred world, there really aren't many things worth boasting about. As sinners, rescued from ourselves by powerful grace— We don't have many valid reasons for puffing out our chests. We are all more case studies of mercy than heroes. The world around us groans under the weight of its fallenness. The history of humanity would be a sick and dreary story if it weren't for the rough-hewn tree of death on the hill of Golgotha. It was an unlikely place for a scene of history-changing triumph. The place where they executed criminals seems to be the last place to go to find hope. The scene where they killed the world's only innocent man doesn't seem to be a place that excites celebration. But such is the paradox of grace. Death is the doorway to life. Hopelessness is the entrance to hope. Weakness is the place to find strength. Injustice is where mercy flows. Life comes to those who deserve death. Defeat is actually a victory. The end is really a beginning. Out of sorrow comes eternal celebration. The tomb is the place where new life begins. The impossible paradoxes of redemption become the regular moves of transforming grace. Hope is sung to suffering's tune. Life is played on death's instruments. Grace doesn't play by the law's score. God composes hope from tragedy's notes. So we look at Calvary, and we don't sing a lament. We sing a song of triumph and celebration, of hope and salvation. Satan's players have not been able to drown out salvation's song. The songs of hope by the company of the redeemed will never end. They grow in volume, celebration, and glory. The cross is the subject of those songs, and its life-giving mercy is the chorus. It is the cross of Jesus Christ that gives you reason to hope, sing, celebrate, and live. It was never the interruption of God's saving plan, but the essential means of it. It was never a defeat. It was always a victory. Yeah, that's so good, and I think it could be fun for all of us to, you know, keep that as our song, like... Mm -hmm the way God works. And what I mean by that is, is that whenever Tori was reading all of those different paradoxes about how 
it is in the tomb where life is found. It is in weakness where strength is found. And you guys get what I'm saying. But it, it's so easy just to kind of see the things the way the world sees them that like, okay, A plus B equals C. It's like, it logically makes sense. But whenever Jesus rode into town on a donkey versus like a noble white steed mm-hmm. or the fear that entered the hearts of the disciples whenever he died, mm-hmm. the Messiah has died. It's like, what, what now? It's like, that's a scary thing. Like what's happening now, right? All the confusion around them. And you just see even the people that Jesus picked as his disciples, you know, were not the people that you would think the God of the universe would pick, Mm -hmm. you know, and you just see the way God works. And it's just so interesting how his glory is revealed through those really fun paradoxes that honestly yeah. sometimes they're not always fun <laughs> because yeah. it can be really confusing. But I think it's important to make that your song in terms of your life. Mm-hmm. What in your life are you suppressing? Are you hiding away? Is locked away in your closet that actually God wants to use? Mm-hmm. Is it a hidden shame? I don't know. Is it um, is it something that you struggle with? Like, for example, me and speaking. Sometimes I have trouble with my words, and yet I have a daily devotional podcast. Like, what is it that we are saying, well, the world deems yeah. this as ugly or as unusable or unworthy of acceptance, and we're tucking it away, and we're trying to boast in all the things that we are proud in, that God is actually, no, like, that thing, I want to use that. I'm going to use that for my glory. We don't need to worry about the things that you're good at because don't forget, I gave you those things that you're good at, right? Mm-hmm. I want to use the thing that that will really magnify what I'm doing. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like so often God uses our minis- or our misery for our ministry mm-hmm. and that's kind of another paradox. It's like, wouldn't you use the thing I'm like yeah. you gifted me in? And he's like, no, I actually want to use this thing that you walked through that was really tough. Um, But I kind of want to go back to the whole idea of boasting in the cross. And I think it's something that's easy to read, but then maybe harder to live out. Like, what does that actually practically mean? And I think as we take time to truly meditate on the cross, like meditate on what that meant, like meditate on the fact that Jesus had to hang there and be brutally beaten and take on every sin and transgression that you ever have and ever will commit in your lifetime. He took that on for you and he died a sinner's death so that we could have eternal life with him and meditate truly on how much we needed that to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough reality, right? It's a tough thing to kind of wrap your head around like why did he have to go through that it's because we that's what we deserve and I think so often we think well I don't deserve that like I wouldn't have deserved the cross right like I'm a quote-unquote moral person or I try my best to follow Christ but it says that we were dead in our sins we weren't just bad in our sins we were dead in our sins eternally separated from God and so this was God's plan all along was the cross and so how beautiful that the cross was not the end of the story that he rose again that our Messiah is alive like the cross defeated death and so it is something for us to boast about because it's in the cross that we get to live 
eternally with the Father. And so I think the more we truly recognize the importance of the cross and the importance that the cross has to do with our life on a day-to-day basis, we will recognize how little we actually have to boast about in ourselves, in our own power, in our own strength, and the things that we're quote-unquote doing, but how much we have to boast about in the cross of Jesus Christ and how we can take that story and apply it to our life in a way that truly becomes our testimony. And that's what we share with people because we have to experience it for ourselves. We have to um, live in the reality of it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And I just think that kind of echoes the whole idea of looking at those perceived vulnerabilities in our life Mm -hmm. and inviting Jesus into those things and watching how he not only redeemed our most vulnerable thing, which is being dead in our sins, right? Mm -hmm. But also how he redeems those things daily, the things that we're struggling with. Yeah, so good. Want to pray something out? I do. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you and we thank you. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for your sacrifice so that we could sit here right now and pray to you, be in relationship with you, and have eternity to look forward to, Father, that we get to live here on earth in the now with this eternal hope that we will get to be in your glory someday, that we will get to truly bask in your presence and see you face to face. Father, I pray that you would make the cross our song that you would truly allow us, help us recognize the reality of this story and how it impacts us on a moment-to-moment basis, Father. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your gifts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When else that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget we love you. We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Tot scenes. Thank you.